With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sharp Money presented by DraftKings. It's VSIN, the sports betting network on a Friday. Welcome to March, March 1st. The madness about to commence across college basketball. The madness commences here on a three hour program. Sharp Money got a big show coming up for you. It's a Samich Friday. Of course, Smarty Pants is going to be joining us. Luke Easterling. This guy's pretty good. Athlon sports, as far as the NFL draft analyst, he does a great job. He's good with the quarterbacks. In 18, he had Lamar Jackson at one. Remember, five quarterbacks that draft taken in the first round. He was the last. So Easterling will join us talking the draft. The draft is kind of really taking over the last couple of days. Today at the draft, you have the defensive backs and the tight ends. And then tomorrow, you've got the big day. The quarterbacks, the wide receivers, and the running backs will have plenty on that coming up on the program. Thomas Gable, TG, he sent over a play today. He's been on a hot streak. He sent over notes as well. Of course, the race book and sports director there at the Borgata. He's going to join us coming up in the program. And like I mentioned, a Samich Friday. Got a couple of surprises for Mike Samich later in the show. So that's how we begin it. I'm Patrick Maher, live from Los Angeles. The big guy, Dustin Sweetelson. So it's going to be you, me, the big guy, and Zinni the Pooh. On a Friday, big guy. What's up? Oh, What's little, going on? Little Zinichino pick me up in the middle of the day. I like it. I respect hey. it. Maybe I'll dip my toes in those waters this weekend when I have time to throw up by myself. There you have it. Okay. And same shtick that we've been doing for a bit about the Zin. I like to see it. Run it back, big guy. Run it back. Now, speaking of which, experts, we've got family vids coming up on the program. Remember, we reset our Sharp Money Survivor coming up on Monday. Our buddy... Just one day. Well, didn't necessarily make it to Tuesday this past week. So you can email us sharpmoney at vcin.com if you want to get involved in the program and you have to butter up the big guy. That's really what it comes down to. Tell them why you want to be involved in Sharp Money Survivor, which restarts on Monday. We've got family vids today. Why don't we get to the show business early in the program? Because we've got so much to do, Dustin. We'll start with how did we do yesterday and then into today as we got a ton of picks on a Friday. Oh, let's see. Josh Applebaum, top of the board for us yesterday on Sharp Money. And I solid 2-0 and performance from Applebaum. Aaron Halterman, 2-1. and One of those two victories, a plus 190 winner. Mike Samich, 3-4 and on the day. And of Ooh. those three, one of them was a two-to-one winner, so he's technically up. Uh, Steve Fezzik, 1-0. William Hill, 1-0. And by the way, Fezzik, uh, just, he was excited about being a part of the program yesterday. Shout to Fez. So he said, how about every Thursday, if while I'm driving around, I just text in a free play? We said, yes, uh, okay. we'll take him. Avalanche, baby. Uh, and then finally, Alan Bell, 1-0. and And then when we look at today, videos you'll hear from Andy the Plug on soccer. Bobby Stanley's got an NBA prop for you again. And then, of course, Aaron Halter- Halterman on the ice with a plus money play. Beautiful. So three family plays plus Gable plus 
Mike Samich plus Easterling. So it's a big Friday and plenty to do nine in the NBA. Actually, there's a lot to do as far as the NBA. The unders continue to cash four and two last night. So check this out. Now we know what happens. It's the final third, third of the season. 82 is much too long for an NBA season. So you're not going to get max effort after we come out of the break, which isn't midway through. It's about the final third. You're going to start to see teams buckle down on defense, start to step up the effort. And that's what we're seeing because under is four and two last night since the all-star break right now, I've got it at 42, 14 and one. Actually, let me update that 46, 18 and one after a five and three Thursday. So under since the all-star break, big guy hitting at a 72%. And I will tell you, there is an under that jumped out to me tonight that I think I might be on. We can discuss that later. Okay. Also rookie of the year. It's a wrap. Of course, Wemby last night, V Chet, the Spurs, a big win, 132-118 over OKC. And this was a kind of a come out party for Victor Wembayama because I don't know if you've had a chance to watch him, but yesterday his myriad talents were on display with the blocks, 28 rebounds, 13 boards, seven assists, five blocks, and two steals. I'm not really sure how to frame what Wembayama is. People use the term unicorn when talking about a player like him, but we've never seen this before he looks freakish in a positive way i'm not trying to diminish him because you can't he's not diminutive he literally makes chet holmgren there was a video the other day where Wembayama was walking up to the set of inside the nba and he stood next to shack and he made shack legitimately look short so that's kind of to give you an idea we kind of grew up with shack as the standard for just behemoth And now, obviously, Wemby much skinnier, but he just towers over Shaq. And last night, you know, I think we talked about it earlier in the week where maybe he was minus 650 to win Rookie of the Year and Chet was somewhere as your second betting favorite. Well, right now, after what he did to Chet and after what the Spurs did to the Thunder last night, Dustin, he was minus 1400 over at DraftKings today. So he's going to win it. What's interesting about Wimbayama, because eventually he is going to win the MVP defensive player of the year in the same year, but he's second in defensive player of the year betting at 10 to one Gobert, kind of the narrative, the best defensive team in the league and the Timberwolves Gobert has won it a bunch. He's minus 800 to win defensive player of the year. But like I said, five blocks, two steals last night when does everything. And there was a sequence in this game where he came down on the wing and hit a big three when OKC was trying to make a comeback. And then he runs back on defense home grin from the stripe, tries to hit a little bunny. And when jumped from like, under the basket to block him. I'm not really sure with the wingspan what to do or how to frame this dude, but he's going to win rookie of the year and he's starting to come on here. A question I have for Thomas Gable when he joins us as a bookmaker, where does Wembyama open next year for MVP? Because obviously the team stinks. They're going to have to make some moves, but his stat lines, once everything slows down a little bit more for him after one full offseason prepping for the NBA, knowing what the expectations are to go through a full season, I'm really curious what his opening number is going to be next year because we're not far away from him re- like legitimately contending for that award. Well, speaking of MVP, we saw Gilgis not necessarily struggle, but a team lost to a bad Spurs team and Jokic and Denver. Now, the Murray injury is concerning. He got hurt in the game. I don't know if you have an update on that one, big guy, but Murray got hurt, and that's the big issue. It's not a deep team, the defending champs, and Murray has been oft injured. Uh, Jokic was basic in the game. It didn't matter because they beat Butler and the Heat. Jokic right now in the market at DraftKings, minus 145. Gilgis Alexander, plus 230. Donkic is five to one and Giannis is 16 to one. We know Giannis isn't going to win it. Tatum at 35 to one is not going to win it again. I put you on the spot. Any update on Murray? No, the the only thing I saw was last night that he was leaving the game and he wasn't going to return. I haven't seen a a real update on what the injury was, any diagnosis or expected timeout Uh, on the MVP market part. Jokic, you said $1.45. Donkic at five to one. I I thought like a week ago there was a path for him. I need you to talk me out of one. And that's the next player on the board. At 16 to 1, Giannis. If they turn this thing around in the second half, his numbers are insane this year. He's having, if possibly his best season so far as a pro, 
I think if they turn it around, there can be no a narrative. Chance. There can no, be a narrative. You're Mr. Futures. You are Mr. Future. And he's sitting 16 to 1. There, there's a better chance that you and John Goulet win, that you split the MVP this year than Giannis winning it. The vibes around the team, and I hate to say this, but this is how voters vote. They start with a narrative on the year. It was Jokic's to lose before the season started because what happened in the postseason last year, an Embiid campaign for the MVP. He got his first MVP. Now Embiid is where he generally is on the IR. Giannis, who's got a couple already, he, he doesn't necessarily care. He's kind of like a Jokic figure, but the vibes around that team. Now, yeah, you mentioned they're playing better, but the vibes around that team all year. If they've been underperforming, and when you're on a team as the best player that's underperforming, you're not going to win an MVP. It, again, Jokic was your favorite to win it coming into the season, and he's done nothing to dispel that. Last night, the numbers weren't crazy, but like we said, the first three games out of the All-Star break, he put up historic numbers, numbers that only Wilt Chamberlain in 68 had put up. So Jokic is going to win it. But if you want to get involved, Mr. Future, that's your shtick. I like it. I said I wanted you to talk me out of it, and you just did. And it's more Thank so you. I missed out on the Luca line movement like two weeks ago. That was the time to get in there and buy low. Now he's 550. I do think he's going to get shorter because he is putting up monster numbers. And that would just be a waste of money at this point to get in this late in the game where he probably won't win the award. Wrap up the NBA talk. We'll have plenty more on the NBA. Like I mentioned, nine games in the association tonight. But we're going to get to the NFL coming up. Wrap it up quickly. You can't bet the Lakers. The Lakers are done. The Lakers are toast. And I'll tell you why. They're right now 16-1 to to come out of the West, the Lakers. They were on the second half of a back-to-back, which they've struggled. You would assume a team that's a veteran-laden team with their two top players, AD and LeBron, are going to struggle. Remember, two nights ago, they had a great win, a historic win with 19 in the fourth by LeBron. His biggest comeback in his career in the fourth quarter, LeBron James. And then last night, they needed overtime to beat the 9-50 and Wizards, 134-131. We talked about it to end the show. Take the 9.5 with the Wiz because while they're putrid, they've actually been pretty good ATS this year. Now think about this, why you can't bet the Lakers moving forward. They beat the Wiz by three and needed overtime when LeBron, second half of a back-to-back big guy, gave you 37 points and AD gave you 41 points. That is a recipe for disaster once we get to the two-month grind of the postseason with just one game in between for the most part. If LeBron James wants rings so bad, why is the talk of him getting like another $50, $60 million contract for one year? Like, If the only thing's legacy he's chasing, why is he not cutting the team a discount so he can get pieces around him? Because I can tell you this much. They got guys in that starting lineup who should be like the third, fourth guy off the bench of a good team. Here, I have a suggestion. We've got three tremendous engineers working in the closet there at the D. Why don't you cut some of your salary and spread it around for those that help us on the program? I'm not taking, there's no salary cap here, so we're not up against it. Oh, okay. Technicality. I see what you did there. Don't get into people's pockets, big guy. I've got my quarterback big board next. Parents, ready to discover a new educational and interactive podcast for kids? Join Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids, where episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We learned how to recycle at the beach. That was great fun. Callie, what do you say? It was. And that time when we did the science experiment and Billy made raisins dance. That is so cool, Billy. He did. <laughs> Not to mention when a certain Elliot took up swimming classes with Lisa. That was me. <laughs> Bet you can't catch me. I'm going to get you. All this fun and more in our Stories for Kids. Lingo Kids Stories for Kids is now available on StoryButton, the kid-friendly device for screenless podcast listening. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. 
I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, I'm going to recap the craziest conversation that Dakota, one of our engineers, and the big guy had during the break. But first, a tremendous time to tell you about the baseball betting primer. 12 spring training games going on today. Why don't you get up to speed? First off, the primer is going to help you bet spring training baseball. Also, World Series future analysis and use some saber metrics to help you with your formula. Again, baseball is a grind. And every day you wake up, it's like a, a wave that just pounds you in the face. It's relentless. It can be overwhelming. A formula is important. Saber metrics can be overwhelming. They do a great job in the primer breaking those down. Now, here's the important part of the primer. It's free. Free 90 free vcin.com slash guide. You can download it for free right now. We'd prefer you be a pro. And the only way you can get on and become a sharp money survivor is if you're a pro. The only way you get the picks every day. I mean, hundreds of picks is if you're a pro, but the primer is free. Now, during the break. Now, remember, Dustin Sweetelson, he is live from the D. The big guy's doing a great job. We should all just give him a round of applause. This is not being sarcastic or passive. He is working out like a mug. He is grinding he is seen at all times of the day, like mornings, right around five in the morning, working out, getting his cardio in, beating the street, right? People texting him, go get him, big guy, shoving his face with broccoli and chicken during the show, hitting the Brazilian trainer after the show. The big guy's dialed in for the weight loss contest between he and Jonathan Von Tobel. But where he gets a little goofy is right here. Now, we do welcome you back, Sharp Money, presented by DraftKings. And DraftKings has a bunch of people that are ambassadors. One is LeBron James. If you remember, just about five minutes ago, Dustin Sweetelson said, Hey, LeBron, if you're such a great player that cares about his legacy, why don't you give some money back? This is a great conversation to have on Sports Talk Radio. Give some money back so you can sign some players. We go to break. Dakota, our engineer, says, Hey, big guy, careful. Remember, he works with us here at DraftKings. Dustin honestly said back to Dakota, he can't go to HR. He's just an ambassador. As if LeBron... LeBron's driving around L.A. right now like, what do the boys on Sharp Money have to say today? And then he heard Dustin, thought about it, contacted Stacey McCollum or Len Mead and said, this big guy, I got to co- file a complaint at HR. Dustin, defend yourself. Uh, well, I was asked if LeBron would go to HR. And I said, no, he cannot go to HR. And I, I'm doubling down. I would say our company, DraftKings, is even more of a reason why he can now give up more of his salary so the Lakers can sign actual, legit NBA players to help him win a title. Now, if he wants to come out and say winning a title is not that important to him and he's just kind of playing out the rest of his career, enjoying Los Angeles, I'd respect that too. But he keeps talking about legacy and he keeps caring about where he ranks. And we saw during the play-in tournament how much he cared about going as hard as possible to get all the accolades so he could say he won the first one of the uh, the in-season tournament. I'm just saying, uh, Patrick, I'm just saying, if LeBron's about legacy, help the team out. Help them get – because right now, they can't add any legit players. I thought you were done. You kept going. Don't you know Dakota was trolling you? 
No. You okay? He's not. Did we just buffer. Uh, like, you got to say. You know what? You got to take it easy on the workouts. Your brain is not firing like today. it normally does. I didn't even work out today. You got to take. You you got to take it easy. Now, Dustin, I need you to save that energy, and I need everybody to understand something. Sharp money is a safe space. Okay, so as we get into my big board right now, I want to warn you. Trigger warning. This is about to make people really mad. And here's the reason we're doing this now. Tomorrow, the quarterbacks, Dustin, the wide receivers and running backs are working out. I'm going to put you on the spot in a little bit when it comes to the running backs. But I have my quarterback big board. And I just want to say something. There's going to be a lot of indignation. There's going to be a lot of triggered people when I give you my big board. And let me just use an example. Andrew Luck was probably over the past decade or so the biggest prospect coming out of college. And he hit. Now, he retired early, but he hit. The second biggest prospect coming out of college over the past, I don't know, 10, 12 years was Trevor Lawrence. If I were to take 100 viewers and listeners of VEASAN right now and ask you, what do you think about Trevor Lawrence moving forward? 50 of you would say, I think he's going to be very, very good and could win a Super Bowl. And 50 would say, he's trash. Move on, Jacksonville. That's how polarizing the quarterback conversations can be. And that's how off many times we are with our evaluation. Having said that, I'm going to give you my big board because we have a lot of time until the draft, but these are truly what I believe the quarterback rankings are as we sit here on March 1st, 2024. I'm not trolling. This isn't a Dustin top 10 appetizer list. This is legitimately what I believe and who I believe are the best quarterbacks out of this draft. It's a fertile ground for quarterbacks this year. And we're going to start with number one. Number one with the bullets, and he's impressing everybody with his personality today, is Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams is going to go one, and you'll hear why, coming up later in the program to the Chicago Bears, and he has to go one. His mechanics in the pocket, his feel for the game, his off-schedule ability, which he was forced to play off-schedule against at USC, specifically this past year, because his offensive line was atrocious and his skill position was overrated. He dealt with dirty pockets incessantly and dealt with them perfectly. The guy's electric. He is Patrick Mahomes reincarnate. Does he have the size? No, but he is going to measure close to 6'1". I was off on that. His arm is exquisite. The intangibles are immeasurable. His personality is awesome, infectious. Whatever it is, Caleb Williams has it. He's not going to be a very good pro. He's going to be a superstar. He's elusive. He came out of his mom born to play the position. He was asked to do too much this past year at USC and still led the pact. He is incredible. Caleb Williams with a bullet is the best quarterback and will be drafted by the Chicago Bears one overall. Number two on my list, and there's a clear number two in this year's draft. And then it's going to get interesting, people. Jaden Daniels is number two. Look, Jaden Daniels is a dude that if you look at him, you think "Eh, he's frail. He could get hurt. Hello. We just had a record amount of backups play this past year because everybody gets hurt. Joe Burrow is sturdy. Joe Burrow gets hurt. That happens. He missed most of his rookie season. Jaden Daniels is a guy that has Lamar like quickness, the quick twitch. We'll see when he runs. Whether or not he has the speed straight line, but just visually he has that type of electricity. He has not just a good arm accuracy wise level one and level two. He has a great arm accuracy wise. He has the ability to push the ball down the field. I think he's the second best deep throw over the football. I'll get to number one in just a second. Jaden Daniels is a dude his teammates love. Yes. When he went and collected his Heisman, he opened up the suit jacket and it was all about him with pictures of himself and Michael Penix Jr. had ever Every one of his teammates name. Okay. I understand Dan. However, if you listen to Daniels, you like Daniels. If you listen to Daniels, you want Daniels. Daniels is a clear number two with a bullet. Okay. Dustin. Now, again, if I were to bring up a comp, I'd say Lamar Jackson, but he is ahead of schedule as far as throwing the football, as far as Lamar Jackson coming out of college, he runs a little upright for my liking. And I think he could take some hits, but he's got balls. He's got intelligence. He's got also what Caleb has the it factor teammates as he matured. And remember five year starter in college for Daniels teammates 
really started to gravitate around him. He went from Arizona State, where his teammates were packing up his locker to get them out, get him the hell out of there, to LSU, where his teammates loved him. Did he have two of the best wide receivers in college football? He did. Did he have Brian Kelly? He did. But with a bullet, Jaden Daniels, big guy, is number two. Any surprises on my big board thus far? No, my question is, how big is the gap between Caleb and Jaden Daniels for you? Not huge. It's clear, but not huge. And today, what you learn, because you're seeing, we're going to play the audio for you coming up in just a bit. The big guy pulled some audio because the quarterbacks are talking today. All these kids are personable. These kids are different than even just 10 and 15 years ago. They all have tremendous personalities. They all have vernaculars that will surprise you. They all are charismatic. And Jaden Daniels and Caleb, Caleb Williams was running around today trying to interview the players because he's just that type of guy. Jaden Daniels is a legit 6'4". He may be 205 pounds. That is the only way. And the, and the frame is... Thin, so you don't know if he's really going to bulk up at the next level, but you don't necessarily need to be necessarily 220, 225 pounds to be a big time player at the next level. I think Jaden Daniels is going to be a star in the league. As far as a chasm between Williams and Daniels, there is a split, yeah, but it's not major. Yeah, the, it, I would say the split from two to three. And when we return, I'm going to get to number three. I would say the split from one and two and then two to three. There's a bigger chasm between two and three. Fair. Yeah, yeah, I think that's totally fair. I think with Williams, the upside is I don't even know if our imaginations understand what he's capable of being in today's NFL with his skill set. With Daniels, I see I see a very high floor. You compared him to Lamar. I think he's Lamar with a much more advanced passing game than Lamar maybe even has right now. I think the accuracy is advanced. Lamar has a great arm, kind of a tricky release, but the accuracy, you're right, with Daniels is advanced. Trigger warning. When we, ret- when we return, it's about to get very weird. My big board for quarterbacks next. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, sign up now. $199. Get an annual subscription and become a VSIN pro. You get the daily best bets, which is worth the money in itself. Remember, this is for a year. The betting splits, we know how much you love those, plus our upcoming March Madness betting guide. Use the promo code SHARP. S H R A P. S H A R P. I'm excited to get back to my quarterback list. Remember, this is normally 240 bucks. You get it right now for 199. Vsin.com slash subscribe. Okay, we got you back on a Friday. We're excited. Now, I wanted to get my big board as far as the quarterbacks in before the participation and the combine tomorrow. Okay, and I said safe space. Don't judge. I'm not going to judge you. This is my eyeballs, my scouting. You do your own. What I saw this year and who I would draft in order as far as the quarterbacks. You're going to get indignant at what's about to come up. But I'm just telling you, this is who I like. I had Caleb Williams at one. Number two with a bullet. A clear number two is Jaden Daniels. Number three has a big, strong arm. Number three, as far as I'm concerned, is the best deep ball thrower in college football. The best prospect coming out as far as the deep ball. He throws it effortlessly. He exhibits elite field generalship. Excels in dissecting defenses. He doesn't lose football games except the last one he played. I'm going to say this as well. Tua is about to get his second deal. If you told Miami you could have this quarterback starting today, they would get rid of Tua in two seconds. I know the comp is easy because they're both left-handed, but number three on my big board as far as the quarterbacks is Michael Penix Jr. I mean, I absolutely love this guy. I think he is so underrated, and what he showed you in the Final Four is even after the surgeries, there's still some elusiveness. I'm not concerned about the injuries because, like I said, there's a potential for all of these guys. ACL, Joe Burrow. I can keep on and on down the line and he's a sturdy kid Penix Jr. came back came back and became an elite player the confidence he instills in his teammates when he went up to the Heisman he opened up his coat and it was listing all of his teammates names that's the type of guy able to bounce back quickly I like a guy that's been through some hardship in life like the surgeries and Michael Penix Jr. and if you just want to talk about a natural thrower of the football he throws about a is. 
as beautiful a ball as you're going to see. Effortless on the deep balls. Michael Penix Jr., believe it with your eyes. Like, we're talking about whether or not these guys are going to hit. And it's a 50-50 proposition. What I saw in college from Penix, it's not just a natural thrower of the football. Now, does he throw one speed at all times? Yes. He's going to have to put some touch on those level two throws. I understand. But outside the pocket, inside the pocket, just a natural. 6-3, good sturdy build. He can add some weight. And again, a 50-50 proposition with these players. I believe Penix is going to be on the right side of 50. He's number three, big guy. I think he's the type of guy that could potentially go later, right? Later first round, probably second round most likely, and end up on a good team that needs a quarterback that maybe has a quarterback battle next year. And I think his accuracy could put them over the top. He's so natural at throwing the football, made a ton of big plays. That offense was really, really good. The only knock on him is the medicals to me. And once the medicals come back fine and he looks good for the future, I think someone's going to get a steal. Would you prefer him or Kenny Pickett? Because Kenny Pickett him, went mid-first round. You'd prefer Michael Penix Jr. Penix Jr. is a first-rounder. So is the next quarterback on my list. Again, safe space. Don't judge. I'm not judging you. It's Bo Nix. Bo Nix is the fourth-best quarterback coming out this year. This guy is so underrated. He has a big, huge, loose arm. The ball just absolutely pops out of his hands, unlike Drake May, who can throw the ball 80 yards, but it's kind of lethargic coming out of the hand. 6'2", 220, 45 touchdowns for Knicks and three interceptions. Did you know that Bo Nix, and yes, a lot of those completions are behind the line of scrimmage, but did you know he completed nearly 78% of his passes? For the most part, aside from Josh Allen, completion percentage accuracy is an innate skill skill for quarterbacks so quick so springy and athletic 24 years old okay that means you have a starter for 12 years I'll take it great home run threat Uh, ability to throw the deep ball is exquisite a lot of good deep ball throwers in this draft Bo Nix is one of them I'm going to be honest with you the Bo Nix Michael Penix conversation was tighter than number five on my list so recap Caleb one Jaden two Penix Jr., three, safe space, Bo Nix, four. Those so far are my top quarterbacks, Dustin. Bo Nix is interesting to me because there's just a lot of traits that make sense. He has a lot of experience. I think that has to matter. He's also a guy who's a little more athletic than he showed last year, but in prior seasons ran the ball a lot more and effectively. I think it depends on the scheme, the right, like the right, Offensive system is going to need to want him in to play in there, but I do believe there is a way to scheme him up to be a dangerous weapon. Number five and six were close, Dustin Sweetelson, but number five on my list is Drake May. I think there's a prospect in there. You know, what I saw, did I like the fact that last year the picks went up and the completion percentage went down? No, if you're going to tell me he didn't have the talent, Caleb Williams didn't have the talent and he balled out. Drake may just based on size and the strength of his arm. I think he's a project and that is the key word here. He's a project. He is not a year one starter. He is not going to step in and start. He's going to be year two or potentially year three. I just don't see it. And Drake may huge arm, a good athlete. Comparing to Roethlisberger coming out, you'd say, well, Roethlisberger's a Hall of Famer and won a Super Bowl. Roethlisberger coming out of Miami of Ohio was a tremendous athlete. People forget that because he got, well, fat. And then he slowed down and just became a pocket passer. This Drake May does not have the skill in the pocket that Ben Roethlisberger did, nor will he ever. Drake May, when he gets outside the pocket, footwork is dirty, not good. And those little slants that you see him overthrowing or underthrowing or behind the wide receiver, those are gimmies. Those are bunnies in the college game, and he missed them a plenty. Drake May is number five on my list only because I think there's a prospect in there. And if he goes to the right team and gets the right coaching, I think potentially he could be a starter. He's Jordan Love, and there's nothing wrong with that. But you don't waste the number one, number three pick on, on Jordan Love. Like, you don't take a guy who's not going to play right away that high. That's who he is. There, sure, there's a skill set in there, but he's got to be developed in the right system. And if you're drafting him and it's in the first round, are you going to have the time while you're trying to win to develop that guy? It's going to be tough. 
Spencer Rattler, big guy, is number six on my list. Safe space, don't judge, indignance abound because you haven't heard from Mr. McCarthy yet. You'll hear from him. Spencer Rattler is next. I think he's, he's the toughest quarterback. I think he's the biggest dog coming out of the draft. He's a dude that is just a freaking dog. And he's grown up. He matured from Oklahoma to South Carolina. A lot of maturity ensued. He has a huge arm. He has the ability to make things happen. He is a lot like Caleb Williams in the sense that he was kind of born to play the position. Accuracy-wise, he can struggle at times, but he played behind a sieve of an offensive line two straight years at South Carolina and made something happen. Spencer Rattler is going to be a starter in the league, and I just like the fact that if you draft him, you're bringing in a dude. You're bringing in a dog. I love Rattler. Yeah, I think this is where you completely botch these rankings. Um, Spencer Rattler being at six is crazy because to me, I think I have him at three or four. I think he is such a natural thrower. That arm is electric. To me, his floor is like Sam Howell. And I think there's going to be a debate over the next few years whether Sam Howell is a starter and he has a chance to develop. I think that's the floor Rattler shows up with on day one. I think he has a chance to be a legit NFL starter. I, he, I, that yeah. team stunk. South Carolina stinks. They have no weapons. I would like to. I would have liked to hear you say this before I stepped up and put my board up there. I would like to have heard you say, with all the pressure and all the judgment that comes along with throwing up a board, that you had Spencer Rattler as your third-rated quarterback. I would have liked to seen it. Well, he's uh, yeah, he's third or four. I think the I think his upside is greater than Michael Penix. I'd say that. I don't know if he's as safe as a pick as Michael Penix. Michael Penix feels like a little bit more complete as a quarterback right now, but there's no denying when Spencer Rattler gets to camp, he's going to be the talk of that mini camp. When he gets to camp, he's going to take over the quarterback room. And despite being viewed as kind of a mobile quarterback, he's a skilled pocket passer. Spencer Rattler watched every South Carolina game. He's a dog. Love this player. And then finally, we come to J.J. McCarthy. He's the seventh best quarterback According to me and my big board, Patrick Maher, J.J. McCarthy's the seventh best quarterback. I'd use a third to fifth round pick on him. I think that's fine because certainly he's just 21 years old. He's a big kid. I guess he has a big arm. We didn't see much of it at Michigan. But I'll use this as an example. Do you like Daniel Jones? If Daniel Jones was your starter in Jacksonville or your starter in Kansas City, would you be excited about the season? Because have you seen the Spider-Man meme of Spider-Man pointing at Spider-Man, Daniel Jones is pointing at J.J. McCarthy, and J.J. McCarthy is pointing at Daniel Jones. They're the same player. Good luck with that. Daniel Jones is remarkably athletic. Daniel Jones has a huge arm. He's J.J. McCarthy. Caleb, Jaden, Michael Penix Jr., Bo Nix, Drake May, Spencer Rattler, J.J. McCarthy. You heard it here first. We're back. Luke Easterling next. Parents, ready to discover a new educational and interactive podcast for kids? Join Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids, where episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We learned how to recycle at the beach. That was great fun. Callie, what do you say? It was. And that time when we did the science experiment and Billy made raisins dance. That is so cool, Billy. He did. <laughs> Not to mention when a certain Elliot took up swimming classes with Lisa. That was me! <laughs> Bet you can't catch me. I'm going to get you. All this fun and more in our Stories for Kids. Lingo Kids Stories for Kids is now available on StoryButton, the kid-friendly device for screenless podcast listening. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? 
This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, this week on DraftKings Sportsbook, new customers can deposit $5 and get a no-sweat bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets. If your first bet loses, download the app and use the promo code VSIN, B-S-I-N, DraftKings Sportsbook. The crown is yours. It's draft season as we welcome you back. Dustin Sweetelson, I'm Patrick Maher. This is Sharp Money presented by DraftKings. And if you go to Luke Easterling, of course, Athlon Sports and Sports Illustrated NFL draft analyst on Twitter at Luke Easterling, you'll see a pinned tweet where he talks about he would take in 2018 Lamar Jackson at one overall. I can corroborate because we had him on the radio in 2018 and he told us he would take Lamar Jackson. Everybody else we had on the radio had Lamar going fifth as far as quarterbacks in that draft. So we say hi to Luke. I remember it like it was yesterday luke how you doing hey i'm doing great i love to i love to pat my back on that one but i always try to ignore the fact that i had like a third round grade on josh allen so don't tell anybody that just just go with the lamar tweet (laughs) we won't grade the draft overall and then we'll get into the quarterbacks how good is this draft it's um you know i try not to deal in hyperbole this time of year because i feel like we all try to get overhyped every year but man i'm really excited about this class man it's a few positions in particular, anytime you're talking about a draft where you have, you know, the elite top of the, you know, best of the best type of quarterback prospect in Caleb Williams, and you have two more quarterbacks who in any other year would be vying, you know, kind of battling for the number one pick in, in any other class with, with Drake May and, uh, and Jaden Daniels, obviously. You got a solid second tier of quarterbacks where you've got J.J. McCarthy, Bo Nix, Michael Penix, even Spencer Rattler, I think will probably work his way into that, into that tier uh, by the time things are all said and done here. You know, the receiver class is really what carries it for me. I mean, I've been doing this a long time, and I've never seen a receiver class like this. I just, I just haven't. Where you've got three elite number one prospects at the top, and Marvin Harrison Jr., middle league neighbors, and Roma Dunze from Washington, and then you have this second tier that's just ten or fifteen guys deep with with guys that should probably be top fifty picks, but they just can't all be. Uh, so you know, if you're if you're needing a receiver. It's a great year to need an elite one at the top, but it's just as good of a year to need one, you know, to kind of fall to you in the second, third round when it's a guy who normally might go in the back half of the first round just because this this class is so deep. But it's a great year to need offensive linemen, both at tackle and along the interior. I like the corner class in terms of depth. Linebackers, there's not that, you know, linebackers and safeties, there's not that, like, top-end, elite, top-ten guy, but I really like the day-two depth at those positions as well. Uh, D-line and edge, you could say the same thing about. Tight end class is kind of weak. You got Brock Bowers, who I think is an elite prospect, one of the top five or seven players in this draft. And I think there's a sizable drop off and not really a great overall depth to that class. But uh, and then the running backs are weird. There's uh, again, after seeing a uh, two go in the top 12 last year, we could go two rounds without seeing a running back taken in this class. Doesn't mean I don't like the class. Again, the, te- the first 10 guys in the, in the running back class, you could probably stack them in any order. And I would understand just because there's there's certain things certain teams are going to want. There's just not that elite prospect like we had last year. That's a tremendous overview. Luke Easterling, Athlon Sports, Sports Illustrated. The wide receiver, it, it's a given that Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to be the first wide receiver off the board. If it's up to you, Luke, are you going neighbors or Odunze as the second off the board? You know, this is where this is where it becomes interesting in 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 terms of the difference between what I do and what teams do, right? You know, from a media perspective, we do this kind of, you know, thirty thousand foot, very general look at okay, this is what this player can do, and then we try to stack a board like that. But that that's just not how it works in in the NFL. You have thirty two very different 
uh, approaches. You got 32 different rooms and boards, and, and it's all based on scheme and culture and, and the type of receiver, especially at a, play, a position like receiver, where every team is basically trying to build a basketball team, right, with a bunch of different roles, a bunch of different skill sets. So it was it would all it would be about what does my team need, what type of receiver does my team need? I think Marvin Harrison Jr. is the top guy because he does everything so well. He is so well-rounded that no matter what type of receiver you need, he's the guy. But if you end up in a situation where you're picking between neighbors and a dunze, it really, it really does come down to what type of guy you need. You know what I mean? Adun- uh, neighbors is the guy who can separate, right? He is the guy that can, can create space with his quickness at the top of the route can turn every little catch into a touchdown because he's so explosive and can go from being stopped and just catching a quick screen to get into top speed very, very quickly. Uh, and, and again, just can eliminate angles after the catch and, and just make defenders look silly. And, and he did it in the SEC too, just, just erasing angles and, and flying by guys. Roma Dunze is, is a little bit different in the fact that he's open even when he's covered in, in terms of people will wonder, oh, well, he doesn't separate very well. Yeah, well, when did he need to? You know, no matter what, no matter how blanketed he was, if the ball came his way, he was coming down with it. His contested catch rate was like 65% or something stupid, like just something ridiculous. And he said this morning in his press conference, he views 50-50 balls as 100-0 balls. <laughs> you know, everything is mine, basically. I'm going to act like the DB's not even there. Uh, and that's, that's how he wins. He's so fluid. He's bigger, a bit more physical at the catch point, I think, than Neighbors is. So it really comes down to who you need, what type of receiver. Because, man, all three of those receivers, I think, are three of the top five players in this draft, and they're all worthy of, of coming off the board in that range. Luke, you have Caleb Williams going one to Chicago. You've got Jaden Daniels going two to Washington. Explain the separation, in your opinion, between the two quarterbacks. Yeah, you know, I think I think the, the debate is to be had between Daniels and May, and, and that's just, again, I think it's going to come down to fit as well. What type of quarterback do you want? What do you want? You know, what do you want the best and the best trait and the trump card to be in your quarterback and, and how, how you figure that out? I think with, with Williams, the reason why he's in his own tier is just because the the instincts and the playmaking ability is just off the charts. You see those moments where you're just like, this is this is just a special player. And it's not like Jay Daniels doesn't have those moments or even Drake May doesn't have those flashes. But I really just feel like it's on another level with Caleb Williams. And, and if you look back, I mean, USC was. I think 121st in the nation last year in scoring defense. I think basically if if USC scored, I think 34 points less, if USC scored more than 34, they were like 10 and 0 or they gave up less than that. They were 10 and 0. So it's just, if you give him any kind of defense, I feel like USC is is in the national championship. We're having a, a different conversation than what we saw last year, which is Williams trying to play hero ball on basically every snap because he knew if he didn't hang 40 that night, they were going to lose. And, and that, that I think did impact his play a little bit, impacted some of the decision-making, but man, at his best, I feel like he's the type of quarterback that, uh, that, that can transform your franchise. And, and I feel like the highs are so high. Uh, and he did it for, he did it for two seasons. He did it at Oklahoma. Jaden Daniels kind of took a while to get there. And I think some teams might view him as more of a one-year wonder, even though we saw so much progression from him as a passer last year, I'm still really excited about him as a prospect. I think, the, the overall body of work that Williams brings to the table and the potential, I, I think, is why he, he takes that top spot. Same question with Daniels and May. How do you separate the two? Again, that's a lot more about what type of quarterback you want. May is much more, you know, the traditional sit-in-the-pocket guy. Not that he's not athletic, because he is, and he can take off and run when he needs to, but he's, he's a guy who more often than not is going gonna, is gonna to be able to be sitting in the pocket you know, carving up defenses in that way, he'll take off when he needs to. And when he does, he's more of a chunk guy, right? He's just going to, you know, he'll, he'll move the chains when you need him to. Jaden Daniels just reminds me so much of Lamar Jackson. And again, you, you alluded to how high I was on Lamar coming out, but he's that, you know, he's tall, but he's not big. He's kind of lanky. He's got like a leaner frame. So you might have some concerns about the durability and, and getting banged up at the next level. Might want to see him add some weight. But he, he made such a jump as a passer last year, similar to what we saw in, in Lamar's last year at, at Louisville. And, and to go along with that, the, just the rare, rare explosiveness as a runner. I mean, a guy who can just literally at a moment's notice just tuck the ball and go 85 yards against Alabama, against Florida, you know, against some of the better defenses in the country and just, just make people look silly. And, and when you can do that, it changes so much about how, how a defense has to operate and, and how, what kind of coverages they can run and, and how, how disciplined they have to be in their assignments because it's not just about coverage. It's about making sure he can't make plays 
when he breaks out. So it really just becomes that's when those meetings that we really don't see the behind the scenes interviews at the combine, the whiteboard work, the stuff that they do at the facility when they have those top 30 visits. That those are the kinds of things that I think whether it's Washington, you know, if Washington's making that pick, they're going to have both those guys in the building and decide which one of them fits what they want at the position as opposed to saying this guy's just, you know, better than the other one in a vacuum in a general sense. It's going to be very specific to what Washington wants. Luke, I have one minute left. How many quarterbacks do you think go in the first round? I think we see five. I think I think those top three could come off the board one, two, three. Uh, I think definitely think they're all off the board by five or six. Uh, you know, and I, I think J.J. McCarthy is the guy that probably has the most to gain this week in, in the in the combine just because he's he's just turned twenty one. He, he showed flashes of of the athleticism, the flashes of the arm talent, but in that run heavy offense, wasn't really a volume passer. So there's still some question marks there. I feel like he'll ascend and somebody will take a chance on his upside in the top ten to twelve picks. And I think once he goes off the board, I feel like there's going to be some team that panics. I don't know who it's going to be. Uh, you know, you got so many teams. You got Minnesota, Denver, Vegas at 11, 12, 13. If four quarterbacks are gone and Bo Nix is the guy that you're like, man, if I don't get this guy, because it, I love Michael Penix, but he's going to, that injury history is, I think, is really going to drag him down a little bit in terms of being a first round pick. I think Nix is that last guy, that fifth guy that could cause a team to panic in the top 15 and be like, if we don't get him, we don't know what we're going to do. Athlon Sports, Sports Illustrated, NFL Draft Analyst at Luke Easterly on Twitter. Luke, we'll talk to you after the Combine. Thank you very much. Hey, my pleasure, man. You guys take care. Okay, thank you. So much to say about that. Next, Gable, then we'll get to it. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.